everybody. I'm Shane. Welcome to Dad Pods. I'm Michael. I did that all wrong. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I do it so terrible every time. I can't intro the, the podcast. Maybe you should intro the podcast. No, that's part of the intro. A terrible intro. Is, 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 is me doing a terrible job? Yeah. yeah that's that's the so, brand. Uh, anyway, so uh, how are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Uh, how are you in these uncertain times? In these, in these uncertain times? Um, well, you know, it's fine because my, my telecommunications company is, is in it with me together. Mm. That's, they, that, that's what they tell me every time they have an ad on Hulu or any of the places. Any of the, I, I mean, I get 14 emails a day from someplace telling me that, you know, they're, 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 they're suffering with me. So I appreciate it. Uh, no, but the, uh, the outdoors, not only are we be, uh, like the virus is trying to kill everybody, but now in California, the outdoors is trying to kill us. Yeah, I've heard about that. A, because there's about 25 fires burning in California. Uh, I think there's like six or seven sort of major ones here in the Bay Area, like within yeah. a 90-minute drive of, of my house. So our, uh, thankfully, we're not on fire. That's great. But, but we do have really, really bad air right now. So That's like everything, terrible. every sort of, so the one thing that we can do, right, is go outside and, and, then, and then you get these alerts that, oh, you shouldn't go outside. Yeah. That's uh, pretty scary. I hope it's it's not yeah. like hot now though, right? So you don't have to have windows open. It's 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 warmer than it should be. So it's it's been in the high eighties every day, and sort of, you know, if and you remember living in the Bay Area, so high eighties in the Bay Area is really bad because one, it's humid, mm-hmm. and two, not no very few people have like air conditioning. Like I've got a small air conditioner that I have just for one room in my house, um, because most of the time it's you know between. 68 and 74 degrees outside yeah so you never need an air conditioner right and now we can't open our windows and now we can't you know so it's it's really unpleasant that sucks um yeah i'm sorry i hope it gets better obviously that's uh i think i think we'll we'll be all right i've got gin okay that's good uh i'm gonna give you my hot take uh i don't like forest fires uh was that was there a pun intended there Uh, slightly Mm. that's I'm anti-forest fires. Well, I am anti-forest fires in relationship to people. They're actually really, really necessary for a forest. Oh, yeah. When I say, I'm going to say urban forest fires. I'm going to clarify. Sure, sure. Yeah. I see no reason um, for us to have urban forest fires. Right. There's, yeah. These were, these were kind of caused by, we had some really, 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 really weird weather. A couple weeks ago, we had like four straight days of 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then we had this storm that came through. It was a thunderstorm. Yeah. And again, in California, we don't get thunderstorms. Oh, totally. Anybody, yeah. I mean, there's like eight people listening, so maybe all of them live in California. I don't know. Yeah. But if you've ever heard thunder and then seen lightning or vice versa, um, you, you, it's a normal occurrence in the rest of the world, just not in California. Yeah. We don't get lightning and thunder. It's so crazy. It, yeah. It woke people up. It was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? My, my kid had, oh, yeah. had never, like, he never, re- he, we've probably had a thunderstorm since he's been alive, but he didn't remember it because he was probably four years old. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I, yeah, I lived in the Bay Area for many years, uh, what, what, two decades or something like that, but the, yeah. I can remember, I can count on one hand the amount of thunderstorms there were. Sure, sure. You get, and it, it's just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyhow, I mean, I grew yeah. up in Miami, Florida, so it was like, you know, Hurricane Central, we have a thunderstorm sure. every day. So it's not a big deal, but you know, here they freak out about things. It's like they close everything down. And, well, and it's just drier too. So like that lightning yeah. strikes uh, in a dry area, it's very dangerous. And that's why we have all these fires. Yeah, it's not great. 
Uh, yeah. it's, it's as if the global climate were changing. Almost as if. Yeah. Almost as if. Yeah. But we're not going to get political. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, we get a little uh, bit. <laughs> so we're going to go back to a simpler time, Michael. Yes. Simpler time. What year are we talking? So we're, we're doing this thing where we'd, we'd go through uh, uh, years of comedies. Yep. Um, we typically go in order, though sometimes they go out of order. Uh, we jump around year to year. We just kind of pick one that we like, and then uh, we kind of go with it. Yeah. Uh, and this year, this, this go year is going to be, we're going to go 15 years back. We're going to go to 1995. That would be 25 years back, Michael. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> I really thought that was 15. I did the math in my head like multiple times. These signs are getting old. Signs you're getting old is that yeah. you, you, you have a missed decade, apparently. Yeah. That was a long I, I time don't know ago. Which, I don't know which decade you want to miss. 95 through 2005 wasn't great. I can I mean, cut out this year. Can I, can 2005 this year? to 2015 was kind of good, mm. mostly. Um, I'm definitely but, going to cut out some of the Bush years. I'm going to cut out yeah. this year for sure. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Wow, 25 years. A long time yeah, ago. 25 years. 25 years. So we've got some, we've got some, I think we've got a strong three or four movies in here. Yeah. And then there's a pretty good bench. Uh, we've got some movies that we're not going to discuss. Mm -hmm. So we'll discuss them initially, which is in fact discussing them, which is a weird way of saying these are kind of like when you're looking at like, you know, your college football polls, this is the others receiving votes. Section. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. Now, the reason yeah. to discuss this year, though, is again, it's fun to look at the years and just see all of the output that was made and see like, oh, these, this was particularly good year. This was an okay year. Or, uh, it still has stuff of note, though, where if, if you wanted to like, take someone through history, like perhaps a child or whatever. And these sure. are the things that you might want to stop in on just to see what was there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe uh, we'll start like a fake, like who has the crown for comedy in 1995. Possibly. Um, and yeah. we'll do that at the end. Uh, in addition to dad bot of the week. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the ones that we're not going to talk about tank girl. Mm -hmm. This is actually a good um, movie. I, I remember it, it really might be well. a good movie. I've, I, to be honest with you, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I saw it in theaters. Okay. And I, I can discuss why I saw it. So back, here's why it's historically important. Back in the day, unlike now, comic book movies were pretty rare. Mm -hmm. And, com and uh, Tank Girl was a comic book movie. It was like an, under, like an indie comic, but it was still a comic book movie. Uh, female heroines were pretty rare. That's not explicitly why I saw it. Although nowadays, it would be a reason why I'd see it. But back then, uh, you know, being male and like, kind of like right out of sure. high school, not the reason I was seeing it. But it is good from a comic book standpoint. It's a movie where for a long time, someone could say that was their favorite movie because it hit this special niche of like, oh, it's actually a comic book movie. We didn't get a lot of them. It was a mm -hmm. solid comic book movie. It's fun. Yeah. It it's also, like, it's yeah. also a very, very uh, niche comic too. It it's is, not, yeah. yeah. It's not one of your, it's not a Marvel comic. It's not a DC comic. I mean, mm -hmm. one of those companies might own it now. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not even sure if it was Dark Horse. Like it wasn't even... I honestly don't remember. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know which one it is. It's a, like a total indie comic. It was like an indie book. It would have been, you know, something that you know, only your really, really nerdy friends. Because this is also 1995. This is just at the beginning of nerds being cool. Like yeah. Kevin Smith had one movie out, right? Prior to this year, right? Spoiler alert: We have another one of his movies out. Totally in this in this year, but like like he and he's like the the nerd god of he's a nerd and then he became cool. Yeah, something obviously happened over the 
two and a half decades of 95. But this is not the time when nerds roam the earth. And, and No, 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 they're not freely. You didn't, this was 1995. You didn't advertise that you were a comic book guy. Like you, oh, you liked no. comic books. You had to hide it. Like nowadays, like I'm 40 something years old and I tell people actively, it's like, oh, I still read comic books. Yeah. And it's totally and cool. I wouldn't have done that as you know a twenty-one year old. No, 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 no. We hide it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't so bring Tank out Girl parties yet back then. Yeah. So Tank Girl, we're not going to talk about the Brady Munch movie. Mm-hmm. This was, a was re. This yeah. was actually I. This was a funny movie, but I would never movie. watch it again. Yeah. Um, and it's a, uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, they've done this now a lot. This might have been one of the first where they kind of redid a rebooted a. Um, a straight comedy from the seventies. And mm-hmm. then the whole reboot was actually just to make fun of right. the kind of the, the construct from the, what happened in the seventies. Yeah. And that's what makes this movie funny. Like they, there's a, a standard like paint by numbers way where you just take the plot, modernize it, and then like see, see if you can make hilarity ensue. This one was actually a little bit subversive in that the, the Brady Bunch uh, crew, they are as if they were from the 70s, living in modern times, and there's a lot of funny stuff in there. There's other versions of like this good version of the the rebooted TV plot comedy, like 21 Jump Street's also really good. Yeah, which came out. That one was closer to 15 years ago. Like, yeah. Okay. That then I'm getting the decades more right. But <laughs> pretty much, movie is pretty solid. Sure. Um, we're not going to talk about Mighty Aphrodite, even though it's an excellent movie. Because Woody Allen is a P.O.S. Yes. Um, Mira Sorvino is terrific in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won the Oscar, I believe, and she deserved it. If yeah. she didn't win it, she, des- she deserved to win yeah. the Oscar. Kind she of did. underrated actress, right? Like a little bit forgotten. Sure. Yeah. I, and I think there's some uh, Me Too stuff why she was forgotten. She was somebody that rejected uh, some of the advances of some of the um, higher ups, like a Weinstein type mm. situation. And then she kind of got blackballed because of it. Yeah, so go back and watch some Mira Servino. So yeah, and support whatever Mira Servino is doing. She's I, I really liked her in this film. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't I can't say go watch it because Woody Allen again is a, is totally a, yeah. yeah. Uh, Empire Records. I have never seen it. Never seen it. So I can't even say anything about it. It's a movie. Uh, vampire in Brooklyn. Uh, this is uh, Eddie Murphy as a vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> I think it was one of those movies that was sold just on that. Yes. And uh, probably didn't have much of a uh, uh, pl- uh, screenplay. Friday. This is a movie we should probably have on our list. Yep. But neither of us had seen it. Yeah. But we know all about it from the internet. Like, by yeah. Felicia, I use that. It's a great phrase. Um, yeah. You got knocked the F out. Uh, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of these clips on YouTube. So mm-hmm. this movie looks like it'd be right in my wheelhouse. For whatever reason, I missed it in 95. Missed it in '95, and I feel I feel like I'm a little too old to go back and watch it now. Though maybe I, I will. I'm gonna have to wait for my kids to get old enough where they want to watch it, and I will gladly watch it with them. Well, and this is a good digression because we're both at the le- at the age at the time now where our kids are staying up and up later all the time. You know, mm-hmm. so we don't have that thing where we're we're putting our kids to bed at like seven thirty eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and then you know, you know, you and the wife can go ahead and and watch a movie yeah you have two and a half hours a night to watch a movie we don't have that anymore yeah that's gone we for one we're old and we want to go to bed earlier yeah two 
their kids are up later and you can't, you know, neither of us have giant mansions where we can kind of send our kids to the other wing and we can watch a movie in our room right? and, and, and not have the kids be supervised by anything yet. Yeah, yeah. They're too, they're too young for that, but they're also old enough to just be there. So you kind of have to watch movies and television shows and whatever that your kids can watch. Yeah. Everything has to be appropriate for the, the age of the kids yeah. that you have. So I'm, I, so t- as an aside, my kid, we're, we're, we're watching uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Good show. It's a very good show. And, and I think your kids would like it too. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary, but it's also got enough goofy humor that I think they'll probably get it. Yep. And so we, and then, and because I'm a total dork, we have to add Angel into mm-hmm. it as, as Angel was spun off and done that thing. So we're doing both of those at the same time. Are you doing it in broadcast order? Yes. Wow. Dedication. Well, it's easy because it's on Hulu. Oh, nice. And so you just go back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know that Buffy came first mm-hmm. in the lineup. So Buffy goes, and then you just do an angel, and you just go Buffy, angel, yeah. angel. That, and there's that's crossover great, yeah. episodes, and there's totally. two-parters and all kinds of stuff. So, but yeah. Buffy was a great anyway, show. Angel, Buffy's I also would watch. I, I didn't watch all the angels, but I did watch. Like, I will Buffy. tell you, we're in the middle of the season one of Angel and season four of Buffy. Gotcha. When I initially watched them, they were my least favorite of the, the whole run. Yep. But I'm kind of liking it. Okay. It's better than, like, that better than I remembered. Okay. Not bad. Um, anyway, uh, Ace Ventura 2, we're not going to talk about that at all. Yeah. I can't remember a thing from that movie. I saw it. I can because... remember that, that he, that he give, that he's made to, he pretends like he's being birthed by a rhino. All right. Fair enough. I, I mean, the sure. first movie is pretty funny. Yeah. This, this one exists for money, I think. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey is hit or miss. Yeah. Like, he is great. Or he is terrible. There is nothing that's just like, eh, that was an okay Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. He uh, goes to extremes. Next up is Money Train. Now, I haven't seen I, this movie. No, neither have I, but this, I, the only reason I mentioned it is, is a part of a, is it, is it a trilogy of, of Woody Harrelson? You got White Man um, Can't Jump. Wesley oh. Snipes movies. Okay. What's the third There's one? There's two. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Two. A duology. So a duology. So it's only, and they're both significant, you know, actors. This, so that movie's known for the gif. There's a gif of Woody Harrelson taking some money and wiping his face. And I believe it's from this money. Movie. Okay. <laughs> from this if money. it's not, you know, yeah, if it's not, it should be. Yeah, totally. From this movie. It's called Money Train. Yeah. Uh, and then Father of the Bride 2. Uh, I only included that because I love Steve Martin. Yeah. And- Father of the Bride is excellent. I think we get it some other year that we're going to talk about, but um, I don't know why it's good. Yeah. Why does this movie exist is the question. Father of the bride Two. If you really like Martin short. Okay. Where he plays that sort of foreign wedding planner guy. Mm-hmm. He's really funny. Okay. Um, it's a little bit like, I mean, basically it's a rip off of Bronson Pinchot from the uh, Beverly Hills cops movies. Oh, okay. And then later, Perfect Strangers, but yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, all it's right. Kind of so, a scene stealer in that, but you know. Fair but enough. Anyway, that's we're not talking about these movies, so it doesn't yeah. matter. All right. So let's go into the we're real. We're gonna movies. go on to the actual movies. So our first movie up, you're gonna talk about these first two movies because I, I have never seen either of these first two movies. I so love the first one up. Yeah. Is Rumble in the Bronx? This is yes. Jackie Chan. 
I saw this movie. I really liked it when I saw it. The first time I saw it was in college. Uh, it was mm-hmm. the first Jackie Chan movie I saw. And I think it was the first one to get major release in the U.S. It's, uh, it might have been. It, it might have. So I love, I, I will tell you, I love Jackie Chan yeah. now. I, I, I must have missed this film. I, I, I think I got the, the next ones that come up. Um, but because uh, I have a famous story that yeah. my wife remembers. Uh, my, my best friend in, in graduate school and I were at this fair and we were talking to the local um, uh, ranger's office mm-hmm. that, that, that managed all the parks in Boulder, Colorado. And he had this really cool grizzly bear uh, skin and like claws and everything like that. And, or black bear, I'm sorry, not grizzly bear. Grizzly bears are way too big, but a big black bear because black bears are pretty common in the Colorado mm-hmm. Rockies. And we had this half hour discussion with this guy over whether Jackie Chan could beat up a black bear. Okay. Yeah. It's well, a great anecdote. Yeah, it is a great anecdote. Uh, <laughs> as, in terms of a movie, this isn't the best Jackie Chan movie by any means. Uh, it's called Rumble in the Bronx. The, the funniest part is it's clearly shot in Vancouver. There's many shots where you can see the mountains in the background. <laughs> so if you know that and you look for it, that adds to the humor. It's just a little bit, the plot doesn't matter. <laughs> Right. It's, it's a little sure it's Jackie Chan who's really charming yeah. and an excellent martial artist right and there's some plot with, if I remember right some gangsters whatever it doesn't it honestly doesn't matter yeah. um, I, I imagine the plot is just hey there's this rumble in the Bronx in the Bronx yeah and again one of the best parts is at the end of the movie where you see all the stunts and eventually he does like break a leg or something he has to do a jump off a fire escape he breaks a leg and a lot of the movie you can tell then he's he's filmed wearing a cast and they, they paint the cast to look like he's wearing a shoe, but he's right. wearing a cast for so long until he can heal up again and finish the movie. Jackie Chan is famous for doing his own stunts and some of those stunts are crazy. Yeah. It, it, this is just like another solid entry within the Jackie Chan lineup where you see him doing the stunts. Jackie Chan oeuvre. Yeah. It, they're really good. Like if, if you get into them, they're fun. If your kids get into them, totally a fun thing to get into. And they could just talk about like, it's not really fun. It's obviously not really fighting. It's about the, the kinetic energy and the, almost the, the choreography, the dance that they do to fight. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one up is Billy Madison. And I've seen this I movie have, a lot. A okay. lot. <laughs> if you've listened to every episode of that we've done, we know that I have an aversion to uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. You, I, which you do not share. I do not share that. Um, there's certain types of Adam Sandler I like. This certain, this there's the Adam Sandler trilogy sort of in the beginning. This is the start of his movie career. And uh, he makes these kind of dumb guy comedies and like, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm okay with that. But there is a point where it gets so dumb where I can't even watch it. <laughs> and that line is Big Daddy. I can tell you the exact I was going to go Little Nicky. Oh, that one's horrible. That's absolutely <laughs> Okay, so that, I won't, I won't start into that. Billy Madison though is good. Adam Sandler, uh, is, he wants to earn his inheritance, but he needs to go back to school. And so he goes from kindergarten all the way through high school to earn his degree to prove to his father that uh, he deserves to get money. And it's kind of, it's super dumb. A lot of funny moments, as you might expect, but it does have a speech that everyone sort of knows, again, from the internet, where, uh, you know, Billy Madison, he's, in the final stage, he has to pass all of these things. So he gives this big speech. He's asked to take a book and describe it and see how it relates to man. 
and he talks about a book that he read in his kindergarten phase, like the little truck that could or something like that. And then at the end of this long speech, you see this montage where he talks about it and the, the moderator goes, you know, that was the worst speech I have ever heard. I award you no points and may the Lord have mercy on your soul. And that, so great. It's used everywhere. Gotcha. That alone makes Bill, uh, Billy Madison worth it. Okay. Uh, I am not going to go back and watch Billy Madison. You, don't, you do not need to. You can just watch the gift. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I will. Um, so the next movie up is Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. This is the, uh, you know, Will, Will Smith. This, is, this might be like Will Smith. Is this Will Smith at the height of his powers? This is a peak. This is part of the Will Smith peak. Will Smith sure, and Martin Will Smith Lawrence. Peak. And it's hard, to, it's hard to think about now because he's kind of been kind of a joke for maybe a decade. Yeah. He had a really bad 2010 to 2020, I think. Yep, yep. Um, culminating in the whole weird thing with he and his wife a couple weeks ago. And I don't want to go into that. Let's not go but, into that. Uh, yeah, let's not go into that. But uh, yeah, it's hard to believe. But like there was a time when he was the box office star in totally. the United States. Yeah, he was. Um, and he kind of, I mean, we have a sad history of racism, obviously, in this country. Uh, and we generally, in our movie watching, we generally have this kind of approach that there's only one like successful black guy at one time. Mm-hmm. And he kind of took the reins of Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. right? In, in comedy, certainly. Yeah, as mentioned, he, Vampire in Brooklyn did not do Vampire well. in Brooklyn was not a good movie. And we shouldn't talk about it. And he, this, this might be the, the, the official passing of the torch yeah. of the one successful black guy in movies. Uh, and um, Bad Boys might be it. Uh, it's a great movie, actually. It's really funny. Um, he and Martin Lawrence uh, play cops in Miami, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember any of the plot. There's some action. It's funny. They have it's to a buddy trade, cop movie. trade places at one point. I remember that part distinctly because that part is actually kind of funny. Right. Right, because because Will Smith is the cool guy, yep. and Martin Lawrence is kind of the dork. Yep. Because uh, you you can't have two cops that are very similar, even though I'm sure that most cops have very similar personalities. Yeah, they're <laughs> both mustached guys that yeah. like to beat up people. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um, it's known it's a Michael Bay Jerry Bruckheimer movie. If you know anything about those two, uh, one of the shots in Bad Boys is super famous, the spinning shot around the two of them as they're like yeah. guns. Right. And it's got that tint to it that makes it Miami, which oh, yeah. is kind of like a, it's the same tint that you see in Miami Vice, the movie. Uh, it's the same tint, obviously, in the Bad Boy sequel. It's like a, it's it's not quite sepia, but there's like a yellowing of the, of the, yeah. the, the entire um, thing. There's an interesting there's an interesting discussion about the tinting of movies in general. Hmm. Like uh, I did read an article about like there's a there's a way that people sort of set like a, a movie in Mexico versus a movie in Europe, right. and it's done a lot with like the filtering of the camera. Right. Because earlier this week when we had all of our smoke in the air here in the Bay Area, it hmm. did look like we were in a movie in Mexico. I will ah. say that. So now you know what it's like. I know what it's like. Um, wait, would you recommend this movie now? I'm not sure that it holds up. I haven't seen it probably since it came out. Okay. But if you're going to go back and say like, hey, I want to know what the movies were like from this. If you want to know about Will Smith being like the biggest star, I mean, you, this, this has is, to be one of the five movies, right? It's totally. got to be this. It's got to be Independence Day. Yeah. It's got to be Ali. Oh, yeah. Um, it's got to be, and those might be the three. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, this this fits within the canon of Will Smith for sure. Um, yeah, I, I always loved the uh, what was it, uh, six, degree, six Degrees of Separation. That's a good movie. That was not part of his like that was part of his rise, yeah. but it certainly wasn't part of his peak. Yeah, that's a really good movie, actually. That kind it's of an excellent movie. It'll never show up on this list because that's not a comedy at all. Oh, it is not. <laughs> but not it's a good funny. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So um, our next movie up is While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. Was this maybe the first Sandra Bullock uh, so, uh, rom-com? It might be. I, I don't remember the timeline well. Now, it's definitely a solid Sandra Bullock comedy. And it's definitely I, her as a star. Yeah. So this had to have come post speed, post demolition man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because those were the movies that she did to sort of establish herself as, okay, I can handle my own with like yeah. a major star in front of me. Yeah. This one she did with either Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I don't remember. I don't remember. Who it it doesn't matter. They're the same guy. It doesn't matter. One of them's dead. RIP. The oh. other one was the president in independence day. It doesn't matter. They're the same guy, the same okay. actor. Um, so the, the story of this movie is, it's amazing. She is at a subway station. Some guy nearly gets like collapses and she saves his life. Yes. But, but he's in a coma. He's in a coma and she pretends to be his girlfriend to his family. Yeah. And it's, it's in a, the hospital. It's a and pure, not, yeah. It's a comedy of errors where all she does sure. is like, Oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, you're going to be my husband. So they believe that means that she's actually the fiance when she's just saying it offhand, like she saved right, him because she's a, a doubt on her luck. And, and, and all the while she looks like Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Which is weird because Sandra Bullock is one of the, like at this time, 1995, she would have been one of the top 10 beautiful actresses in the world. Yeah. And I, I believe um, it's Peter Gallagher is the guy who's in the coma. Um, it doesn't matter. I, yeah. The point is he's got one scene. Well, he's got two scenes. He's got the scene where he where he falls into a coma, and he's got the scene where he wakes up. Yeah, yeah. At the end, as you can imagine, eventually the gig, the jig is up. We're like, hey. But he no she idea. falls in love with his brother. Yes. Spoiler Played by alert. Bill P. Bill P. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who which Bill P. It is. Uh, it's charming because because this is this is Sandra Bullock throwing ninety five miles an hour on the corner. I like Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Who doesn't like Sandra Bullock? Yeah. If you don't like Sandra Bullock, I. I question Stop you. listening to this podcast if you don't like yeah. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, you get That's out of I'm here, saying. man. You get out of here. Yeah. These dads do not like where you're yeah. coming from. And Sandra Bullock post, like, even after she's aged out of her, you know, peak romantic comedy age, mm-hmm. I, I think she's done some really great work recently. Like, Gravity is amazing. Gravity's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, so, uh, yeah. Watch some Sandra Bullock. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> hot take. Uh, yeah. Hot take. So, the next movie up, and these probably all got released around the same time, probably all around Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. We've got a, a run of like sure. four movies here. French Kiss. Yes. This is, uh, this is not a great movie. Okay. But it's also Kevin Klein. I think we talked about Kevin Klein last week when we yeah. talked about The Fish Called Wanda. Totally. He is amazingly funny in this movie. Okay. He plays a French uh, winemaker or okay. grower, vineyard guy who's trying to smuggle a, uh, a piece of, I guess you can do this, a piece of uh, a grapevine okay. to the Americas. Uh, and he's going to use Meg Ryan. Oh, America's Sweetheart. Her, America's Sweetheart, Meg Ryan. 
he's going to use her to smuggle this, uh, this uh, piece of, and he romances her because he thinks he can do it because he's French. Okay. Whoa. And he's got a very much a, whoa. he's got like this uh, nine, like, like five o'clock shadow all movie long. Okay. It's kind of like not a full beard, but just like, they must've been like trimming it to like the smallest amount on a trimmer sure. that they could do for every day. Like he, it doesn't change the level, but it's always a, almost a, almost a shadow ever of every day. Okay. Okay. Um, I think oh. Meg Ryan was basically just getting a paycheck for this movie. All right. But uh, Kevin Klein's great. Okay. That's good. I see that uh, Jean Renault is in this. Okay. The guy that killed a bunch of people in a movie. In uh, The Professional. I, I like mm-hmm. Jean Renault only because he looks like the human version of Droopy Dog. Fair enough. Yeah, he's got some bags. It looks like he's never had a good night's sleep in his life. Yeah. Hey, Jean Renault, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. <laughs> Melatonin. <laughs> Get some rest, man. Take a melatonin, uh, you know, maybe some CBD oil. Yeah. Um, we're not judgment, judgment here. Uh, we believe very much in, in, you know, obviously therapy and, and mental health. Oh, we're a super pro uh, mental health. Yeah. Uh, if there's a sleeping pill that would help you, John yeah. Renault, take, take that, take that. Because it feels like you have not had a good sleep. This movie came out in 1995. I, I mean, have you had, uh, have you ever had a good night's sleep? I've heard that since 1995, that's 25 years. So uh, yeah, maybe it, not in 25 years. Sources say. <laughs> uh the next movie up what's the next movie up forget paris do you uh, remember this movie at all i have not seen this i don't even know what this is I've, okay i've this heard is, a french kiss but... okay so this is billy crystal oh and deborah winger i believe interesting he plays an nba ref <laughs> okay uh and it's a romantic comedy and has something to do with the two of them either meet in paris or they honeymoon in Paris or something like that. Okay. It's not very good, but some of the basketball, so they actually, they, they took very seriously the basketball scenes where he's a ref. Weird and Billy choice. Crystal, okay. Billy Crystal, fair enough, is a super NBA fan. Okay. He's like the most famous Clippers fan. Okay. Weird. And weird, weird flex. <laughs> yeah. But he is also, he looks like an NBA ref. He does. If you If you pick out like all of the, if you could pick from every like major movie star over the last 45 years, yeah, Billy Crystal is going to be in your top three of looks like an NBA ref. So within the movie then, is he like, hey, there was a dog that walked by and it's actually a cat. And then like, hey, there's a couple that walks by and it's actually like five people. Like, is that what he does the whole movie? Is that the plot of the movie? Uh, Mike, it's been 25 years. I can't remember all of oh, Okay, I just remember those two things. And I remember thinking it, thinking at the time, it's like, you know, clearly one of the great romantic comedies of all time is When Harry Met Sally. Probably oh. the great. Yeah, it still holds Might up. be the goat. I've watched it Might be the goat. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, it does. I watch it every year because it's my, my uh, wife's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he in that movie is paired up with Meg Ryan. Oh, and yeah. it works. America's By 1995, mm-hmm. Billy Crystal is starting to look like Gollum. Oh, no. Yeah. But, but Meg Ryan is still looks like Meg Ryan. Hmm. So, like, he, he aged, unfortunately, poorly. So we had to go back to Deborah Winger. I no see. offense to Deborah Winger, but, like, Deborah Winger's, like, peak was, like, 1982. Yeah. 
Right? Oh, okay. So he was forced to sort of star, you know, they gotcha. couldn't pull the, the like Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt kind of thing yeah. that you get like with as good as it gets where there's like this huge gap in their age. Gotcha. Billy Crystal started looking like a gremlin and they had to do something to, to make it look like somebody was a little bit more age appropriate, which I support actually. Oh yeah. Age appropriate. But he could no longer. So, so like, I think they were, they were at a loss for getting a good, they could have found somebody better. I understand as 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 an actress in in my opinion Deborah Ringer's fine yeah sure she was really good in terms of endearment but she hadn't been in a lot of stuff Hoosiers man then. yeah yeah uh it's weird to me that the Meg Ryan uh Billy Crystal pairing so we got your French kiss and forget Paris two French references right there yes exactly back to back actually yeah um neither of them are great I I, I couldn't say if either of them hold up it's been a while yeah may, maybe skip these <laughs> <laughs> uh next this next one though i think you should watch i've seen this one i remember uh-huh. it actually pretty well yeah it's called nine months and uh, as you might uh guess from the title it's about pregnancy mm-hmm. you got your uh hugh grant in the uh lead and then julianne this moore. is maybe prime hugh grant yeah prime hugh grant you got an early julianne moore you early julianne moore who's terrific she plays the the, the, the woman who is the, the mother. Yep. You got your mother. Mother to be. It's a Chris Columbus movie. It is a Chris Columbus movie. Um, I think the entirety of this movie is worth it for the Robin Williams as the crazy yeah. gynecologist in the birthing scene. Yeah. The la- and- in the labor scenes. It's a, it's a, it's a tour de force by him. The rest of the movie is very, very standard paint by numbers romantic comedy. But hey, anyone listen is just anyone listen to us right now? I think you could write out the plot and be about ninety eight percent accurate. Yes, it's very paint by numbers. Is it very different than Knocked Up? Knocked Up has better jokes. Knocked Up is way better, <laughs> but it's the same plot, right? Yeah, ideally. I mean, I think the the idea behind Knocked Up is that it's a uh, it's like a one night stand kind of thing. I don't think nine months was a one night stand. It was not. This was they, more of a. This was more of a. Yeah. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. They weren't trying to have a baby though. I think it was still like a. Right. You no. Know, you know, I'm not sure about this. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Yeah, but, but you know, it's all right. Notable for it's it's a standard rom com kind of plot mm-hmm. within this this thing, and it's nice to get these kind of solid singles out every now and then. Right. All right, so the next movie is uh, maybe the greatest title that we've ever, we've ever gone over in mm-hmm. this uh, podcast. It's uh, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Mm. So this is, so there was this weird thing that happened in the 90s where there'd be some, kind of a smaller, not quite independent film, but like a film that comes out that does a certain thing. And then there'd be a, a bigger studio that comes up behind that movie and does kind of the same movie. Yep. So there was a movie that came out maybe a year before called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I remember that. Yep. And it was a really good movie. It was set in Australia and it was a bunch of, about a bunch of drag queens mm-hmm. with a traveling drag queen show. This movie is kind of that same movie set in the United States that starred Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he plays a drag queen. I can't remember all of the stuff. A lot of the humor is probably 
going to be problematic. I'm sure it is. Would be my guess. Right. It's probably going to, a lot of the humor is basically, oh, oh, you're a guy, but you dress like a girl. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and. Um, but it came out. Yes, it came out. And, and this is the kind of movie that actually furthers a cause. Like, sure, cause I don't sure, think sure. any of the humor is particularly like, ooh. Yeah, you know, they're, they're it would the heroes, just right? making fun of like right. the Birdcage was a movie that came out, right? Uh, that was, I think, the first movie I ever saw where there was a gay, a, a gay couple on screen. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that was certainly as a major sort of theater theatrical release. Yeah, a gay couple on screen that, that sort of normalized the, the, the yeah homosexuality. I I think these are important things like. You know, you'd like it to all hit the ground running, but like progress has to be made slowly. This is 25, as we figured out the math, 25 years ago. Yeah. So historically, this is, this is actually really important. Yeah. And it's Patrick because, Swayze, who's a big star, at, yeah. you know, at the time. At the time, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, Roadhouse came out just a couple of years earlier. Right. Yeah, he's playing, <laughs> in, a few years before, he's playing the manliest of manly roles. Yeah. Right. And now he's a cross-dresser. Right, and he's totally okay with it, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's actually really important to note. And he was in yeah. Ghost around this time, like in the 90s. It's he was in Ghost around this time. Dirty Dancing came out a little bit before that. He was a big star. Patrick yeah. Swayze, RIP. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sort of like a, there was a pattern. So you had, you had two meteor coming at the Earth movies, mm-hmm. Armageddon and Deep Impact. You yeah. had two volcano movies <laughs> we totally in the 90s. Did. I remember that. Yeah. Um, it was just like this thing. And it was like this weird kind of uh, uh, copying that happened mm-hmm. in Hollywood in the nineties in where you'd have, and it came in pairs. And this is, this is, this was the lesser of the two films though. Probably the one that made more money because it was a bigger theatrical release. Right. Um, I recommend Priscilla Queen of the Desert. For yeah. Um, so our next movie is Get Shorty. Okay. What can you tell us about this movie, Mike? I can tell you that I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I know enough <laughs> about it, though, that it's uh, uh, John so, Travolta. So uh, it's a John Travolta movie. It yeah. is, um, I believe, the same. So it's an Elmo- Elmore Leonard. It's based mm-hmm. on an Elmore Leonard book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stall for me a minute. I, isn't it like the mafia? They want to, it's like. The, yeah, it's a, it's a mob movie. Uh, right. And it's a it's it's kind of a sequel to, um, uh, it's a gangster crime movie. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? A sequel was released in two thousand five, but there was a, it was kind of the same characters mm-hmm. as a previous movie, and I can't remember the movie that it was a previous yeah thing of. Um, this one was really like well received. People like um, it. John Travolta was 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 was, was reward like. Nominated for a bunch of uh, 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 awards. Um, yeah. I have actually never seen the movie, too. I was trying to stall because I thought I had something interesting to say about it. <laughs> and I thought, I thought there's no way that Mike has not seen this movie. I, I, know, I know it seems like I should have seen it, and I would have seen it. This was actually something I, I did want. I just, it, somehow I missed it. I will tell you there's two movies that, that John Travolta has been in. Yeah. that I can really talk about with, with some, some sort of, I have an aversion, like just like with uh, Billy Madison or whatever the guy's sure. name is, Adam Sandler. I have an aversion to John Travolta. The two you movies do, I can talk about. You work in mental health. 
you should have sure. an aversion. Um, yes. I, I just so, went through this with my wife who also works in mental health. And, right. Uh, so fair. the two movies that I can talk about with John Travolta are um, Pulp Fiction. Yep. Because it's not really a John Travolta movie. It's not. It's been like a third of the movie. And then the other movie I can talk about is Broken Arrow. Oh. And the, the reason I can talk about Broken Arrow is because it's John Woo. Yep. Uh, he tries to steal a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Actually detonates a nuclear weapon. Yes. And he fights, he, f- he has basically a nuclear weapon fight with, uh, yeah. with uh, Christian Slater. I don't, I don't think we need to talk about John Get Shorty anymore. <laughs> okay, let's move on. What's the, next, what's the next movie? So we mentioned Kevin Smith before. Okay, so Kevin uh-huh. Smith, at this point in time, we know him from uh, his breakout in Clerks. Right. Right. Clerks is awesome. Black and white movie. It's a very low budget, completely works on dialogue. You know, we, it's the start of what we call mumblecore. It's, sure. it's, it's super important historically. Uh, it's only driven by dialogue and people talking and not any visuals or any gags that you can see whatsoever. They have no money for special effects or anything like that. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, exactly. It's and great. I think, I think at its time it was the highest grossing movie of all time because of its budget, which was only about $10,000. Right. Yeah. If you do like a a multiplier. Yeah. If you do a multiplier. Yeah. 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 So it was like so much in terms of like what it made at the box office was, which was probably like 20 million, but it was like, Holy crap. That was all profit. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So you go with, there's Kevin Smith, right? So he, he makes clerks that all of a sudden elevates him to like, you know, pretty much superstardom within this, this little weird circle. And then, yeah. and then you start getting into like, you know, what, what is his follow-up going to be? And uh, his follow-up is, uh, is small rats. Small rats. So this one's, so it was famous at the time yeah. for starring the only person of note at the time that, that starred in this movie was um, Shannon Doherty. Yes. Because she was in, she was in uh, Beverly Hills 90210 at the time. Yeah. Uh, she was, she was a. Let's say she was a tabloid queen because she was yeah. very controversial, doing different things. Yep. yep. Um, in her personal life. But uh, if you go back and look at this film, and who stars in it, it's got like Jason Lee, it's yep. got Ben Affleck. It's got all these people that you like sort of recognize. Jason London, like it's got, totally. a, it's got an amazing Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Might be the first Stan Lee cameo. It's an important Stan Lee cameo, actually. Yeah. It's actually a Stan Lee cameo that they make fun of in... It's, uh, it's in Captain Not make fun Mar- of, not, but they, but they cite it. Yeah, in Captain Marvel, because in Captain Marvel, the, the Stan Lee cameo is he's on a bus and he's reading the script for his cameo in right. Mallrats. Right. So that's that's kind of cool. And that, of course, was the last, I believe it was the last one he filmed. Yeah. The I last so. cameo that he filmed. Yep. The last one that he that he was uh, credited for was uh, Endgame, but he didn't, um, he filmed, yeah. Endgame was made before Captain Marvel. But um, this movie is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, it bombed at the box office, yeah. which was surprising because he was like this up and coming filmmaker. He was supposed to be making this kind of, you know, Again, yeah, and entrance into mainstream movies and stuff like that, but it kind of bombed um, because Kevin Smith is an acquired taste. It, yeah, I, I, that's probably this movie takes this movie well, takes in, takes place entirely in a mall. Yeah, as the title might imply. Uh, yeah, 
Joey Lawrence, Lauren Adams is in it, who will yeah. be in Ch- Chasing Game. Chasing Game is a better movie. All sure, up. sure. Uh, this no, no, no. So- Mallrats might be Kevin Smith's second or third worst movie, but the, I think he all of his movies are pretty good. Yeah, this is a good movie. It's a funny mm-hmm. screwball comedy. I think it's I don't dirty. Know if, it's it's gross. Yeah. It's got some. It's got some, you know, crazy stuff in it. It's Clerks wacky. had more heart, but this this is like a solid, like funny movie. Yeah, it's a B B minus B plus somewhere sure. around that. Great, but notable for all of the reasons that we discussed before. All right, um, this next movie, uh, the American President. Yeah, um, this was uh, his name is escaping me at the moment. Sorkin? Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, yeah. So if you are a Democrat and you want to feel good about the world, yeah. watch The American President. Totally. It's a, a shorter version of The West Wing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, people often cite this as like the predecessor to The West Wing. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Like The West Wing sort of the idea, for, I think the idea probably sort of came from, from this sort of idea mm-hmm. for this film. Um, Michael Douglas plays the president, one of the better fr- fictional presidents of all time. Single uh, president. Single president. He's a widower, which is, of course, the, the only way you could be a single president. Right. Um, you couldn't just be a batch bachelor. Yeah. You know, they would never let a bachelor be president. No. A, sure, Absolutely a widower, not. sure. Um, uh, and he goes on a date. Mm-hmm. And then sort of standard romantic comedy stuff ensues, would you yep. say? Yeah. I, I last time it was a long time ago, so I, I sure. don't remember this very well. Martin Sheen, President Bartlett, plays his chief of staff, uh, and uh, Annette Benning plays his uh, paramour. Yeah, that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yep. I don't think there's probably anything in this that's offensive or or doesn't hold no, up. No, I don't I, think th- I don't think that it's it's certainly not put a part of our top three. No, and I think it's notable because of Aaron Sorkin. Like, I think Sorkin is someone you could get into Sorkin and just study Sorkin, because sure. within American, like, you know, film TV writers, he's an important figure. It's hard to deny that. So, if you want to get a start, this is a good place to get a start. Mm-hmm. All right. So our last movie before we get into our favorites of the year. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen this one. <laughs> Why is this on but, the list? Because I haven't seen it either. Okay. So we can be really quick. Quick. It was Waiting to Exhale. Why did uh, you think I saw this? Why did you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I remember it was a famous movie at the time. Well, Forrest Whitaker. had Whitaker's an amazing soundtrack. Movie. We could talk yeah. about the, the soundtrack. Whitney Houston's uh, in because it. Because Whitney Houston's in it. Yeah. Um, it's Angela kind of, Bassett. I think it might've been her, well, it wasn't her debut. Cause I think the body, no. the bodyguard was her base before. Debut. Yeah. It's definitely before. Uh, Forrest Whitaker directed it. I know yeah. that. Uh, it's a romantic comedy. Uh, so we'll leave it at that. So uh, let's get to our favorites then. Do we want to? Sure. So start. we want to do our differences first. Yeah, let's or do, do, differences. do. So yeah. Okay. I'll, so I'll go ahead. You start. Uh, the movie I picked uh, in my top three is Babe. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a movie about a talking pig, known for its special effects. I believe it actually won the special effects Oscar that year. I know it was nominated for an Oscar, which was sort of surprising at the time. Nominated it, w- and it won actually for special effects because this okay. was a, a big thing within the special effects community, which I was a part of. And uh, it's basically this Charlotte's Web, but it's told in a different story. Right? This, this pig that can do these things, and like all the animals talk to each other. Super cute, right? Uh, 
I actually think kids would like it now. Everything about it, the farm and, and the animals talking and stuff like that. I, I think it's a solid movie that anyone would always like. So, babe. And I think we talked about uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit either yes. last week or the week before. Yep. This is a very similar sort of uh, mm-hmm. movie. Totally. Um, James Cromwell plays the sort of the one, one of the few humans mm-hmm. in the film. And uh, it's not as sort of crazy and wacky as Bob Hoskins, but I think equally uh, impressive. It's super charming. Yeah. Uh, the other fun thing is since he plays uh, the role in this, he is in LA Confidential like maybe a year later and you can just watch LA Confidential and just keep saying, that'll do big, that'll do, and just have a good time. Okay, so so one of my uh, three favorites of the year is Clueless. Mm-hmm. As if. Yeah. Uh, this movie taught an entire generation of kids how to talk. Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie a lot too. I almost made it yeah. my pick, but yeah. I picked Babe instead. Yeah. We uh, just to put you behind the scenes a little bit. We we almost we the three of us the, the two of us actually kind of agreed on the top three. You know, Babe and Clueless were kind of right there. Yeah. Um, I think either of us could have picked the other one, and it would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, so um, this is Amy Heckerling, who uh, who wrote actually Fast Times at Ridgemont High as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, back in the day. So this is. Uh, this uh, the start of the career of Alicia Silverstone. Yep. It kind of started the career of Paul Rudd too. Total, totally did. Movie. He looks the same uh, as he does. He looks now. the same. It's amazing. It's been how long has it been, Michael? Twenty-five years, apparently. Twenty-five years. Yeah. So uh, he is fifty now, and he still looks like he's twenty-five, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Here's to you, Paul Rudd. Yeah. So this is loosely based on the uh, the uh, Jane Austen novel Emma. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a romantic comedy. Uh, set in like a Beverly Hills um, high school. Uh, Alicia Silverstone plays Cher. <laughs> uh, it's got Brittany Murphy. It's got the start of uh, Donald Faison's career. Kind That's of. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he of Scrubs, uh, uh, Scrubs fame. Uh, like I mentioned, Paul Rudd, uh, a really underrated Wallace Shawn performance. <laughs> That's right. From uh, The Princess Bride. He plays one of the teachers here. Um, yeah, funny movie. Taught people how to talk. Uh, kind of defined a lot of ways. A lot of ways it kind of def- was kind of one of the defining movies of the 90s. Like, yeah. Kind of um, where it lacked maybe in some of the... I mean, it was funny, but it, it wasn't the, the funniest movie you've ever seen. No. Nobody no. would put Clueless as their funniest. But it, uh, kind of an important movie because it, it was it was good for style and kind of the way people talked and the way people kind of um, thought about things. So. Yeah. It sets the mold for a lot of nineties, like teen comedies uh, or teen movies in general going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So clueless. Excellent movie. Yep. And, Next, and I think it holds up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would too. I think, I think your kids might like it and you could just tell them like, this is what it was like 25 years so, ago. So this is where we really get into the heavy hitters of this year. Oh yeah. So these two, these two next, the next two movies. Yeah. First of all, couldn't be more different. <laughs> true. Very true. And two, if any, if if anybody that you ever talked to had these in their top five of top five comedies of all time, mm-hmm. you wouldn't question it. Yeah. So the first one, and we're going to do the first one just because it came out earlier in the year. Yep. Right? 
Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Or Thomas Mann, as I like to call it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really good movie. It's um This is hilarious. Yeah, this could be a lot of people's favorite movie. I think it's an excellently made movie, actually. Yeah. That holds up really well. I watched this so many times because my roommate at the time it was his favorite movie and i could see why it was his favorite movie it's a really good movie yeah so it's uh it stars the uh, late great chris farley chris farley uh, and i think his finest role I th- and easily. one of his one easily. of his few i mean yeah. and granted he kind of died in his prime and yeah uh we didn't get there's there's a whole litany of movies that we didn't get to see to, uh, Chris Farley in. Sure. Including a movie that uh, you might have been able to work on because he was originally the Shrek voice. Yeah, that's very uh, true. And sort of died in the middle of the production of that film. Yep. Um, but this is, I mean, we talked about, you know, uh, Sandra Bullock throwing sort of 95 on the corners. This is him like, this is like 1999 Mariano Rivera. It's right? amazing. Yeah, I, I love this movie. Like, I will stand for this as like a great movie to, to anyone of <laughs> like, it's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not just a screwball comedy. This is a good movie. Yeah. And it's a really, it's a huge shame because he and David Spade, obviously they have this history coming from Saturday Night Live together. Right. They have this tremendous chemistry. Each one knows exactly what role they play in their right. comedic relationship. Yeah. And the sad part is, is that we don't get to see these guys in like too many more films. I think they only were only in one other movie. Yeah, I, I believe um, so. Yeah, in yeah. this movie, it's a, it's a road trip. The plot yeah. is Chris, Chris Farley, his dad is played by Brian Dennehy, which is important only because he looks like he could be his dad. Right, exactly. And he's going to try to inherit the company, but he's got to like prove himself. And so the, after his dad passes away, I'm not too much of a spoiler. And he, he and David Spade go on this big road trip. His stepmom is played by uh, Bo Derek. Yes. And his, his, the creepy sort of uh, uh, guy that comes into the picture right after his dad mm-hmm. passes away is Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. And this would have been Rob Lowe sort of trying to um, reconstruct his career a little bit, Rob Lowe. Yeah, yeah. Remember it was the post, year. It was post-sex tape, Rob Lowe. 95. 95. You guys got to remember, there was a time where Rob Lowe wasn't, you know, just – just the guy that wears the NFL hat at, at a football game. Well, he it's 95, so post- you know, yeah, this is American President's coming out. So West Wing obviously hasn't started yet. It hasn't come out. So it was pre-West Wing, pre-Parks and Rec, Marv, Rob Lowe. Yep. This was post, you know, Brat Pack, Rob Lowe. Yeah, so, he's total And scumbag. he had some years where he wasn't, you know, the coolest this, guy in the world. I just want to say that... But boy, is he go, handsome. Go back and watch this movie. Like, I, I actually really like this movie in terms of, like, the friendship between the two of them, right? Like, uh, you could see it there on screen. And I've read interviews with David Spade like, after Chris Farley had passed. And like, I, I actually think it's, it's like actually pretty moving. But like, he yeah. felt everything you see on screen is how Spade feels about Chris Farley. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's one of the rare cases where you get a stupid comedy movie. Yeah. And this is, no question, a stupid movie. Yeah, it's made to be that way. It's made to be that way. But it's got such tremendous heart. Yeah, totally. I, I like. I'm. I'm starting to tear up actually just thinking about. The, <laughs> I literally the, the am. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's 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 really funny. Um, I think it holds up. It's probably not a movie for kids, but you know, yeah, only probably somebody that's like thirteen. Some, you're fine. Thirteen. Thirteen is perfect. 
a little bit of language. There's nothing like too objectionable in it. And uh, you know, I, I I actually there's just so much. Fat guy a coat. That's what is I was gonna say. That's <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think uh, so. If you want to think about movies that make you tear up, yeah. You want to think about um. Uh, movies that are probably slightly better than Tommy Boy. Yeah. Maybe may, maybe may not make you laugh as much, but uh, clearly sort of a, a, a superior superior filmmaking history, certainly. Uh, the best movie, I think, of 1995. And probably should have won the damn Oscar. Can we agree on this? Yeah. Of best movie of the year? I don't even know who won Toy it. Toy Story. I don't even know who won it. I'm going to look it up while you start talking about Toy Story. All right. So Toy Story, important. It comes out at the time. It's the first computer graphics movie right so at the time it gets buzzed for that like we don't we've never seen a full movie done in this way we've seen special effects we saw jurassic park we saw stuff in terminator 2 done with computer graphics we never saw a full movie and this was the first time we saw it all together it's the first pixar release obviously by this point we know what pixar has been able to do uh stars tim allen and tom hanks in the, the two lead roles and, it's a buddy this is tom, and this is tom hanks as the, the best ever this yeah is, this is prime tom hanks yeah and I, I will actually say that the graphics are a little bit past the line where it's like this looks kind of bad this looks like it could be rendered on a playstation one mm-hmm. and uh you can feel it you get to a point later on past toy, toy story 2 it's like now you pass this magical line where it's like it's okay everything past that is kind of okay and you're uh, you're okay looking at it and you don't worry about it this is okay, before toy- that Yep, yeah, so Toy Story wasn't even nominated for an Oscar this year. Yeah. Of the five films that, that were nominated, so we've got uh, Sense and Sensibility, mm-hmm. The Postman, Il Postino, Babe oh was God. nominated. Okay, good movie. Yep. Uh, Apollo 13, good movie. That's a great movie. Uh, yeah. And Braveheart. Braveheart won. All right, that's a good movie. I, I think if we were to, to go back and look at this, though, I think uh, – I think Toy Story is the one that sort of... Toy matters. Story holds up. Your kids will like it. You know, yeah. if you're a dad... Braveheart, I'm not sure, holds yeah. up. Partly because, you know, Mel Gibson yeah. is a POS. Yeah. Apollo yeah. 13 holds up. That's totally worth watching. Just watch it. And it's totally worth watching. I, I watched it with my kid just last year. It was good. If you haven't seen um, it, just watch it. That's like a must-watch yeah. in my mind. But Sense and Sensibility is boring. Forget that. I've never seen The Postman. It doesn't matter anymore. The Postman never mattered. It, even when it came out, it didn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, Toy, yeah, I think I think we, we hot take for us. Toy Story should have won the Oscar in 1995. Yeah, I don't even think that's, not even that hot a take. It, it it's the one that holds up over time. Yeah, and it spawned three sequels, two of which might be better than it. I know, right? And yeah, and this I mean, you can make really the good. argument that two and three are better than Toy Story. Yeah, fair. fair Toy Story three makes me ball out of my mind. I can't. I can't have the ending to Toy Story 3 on mm-hmm. from the moment like I'm constantly crying from the moment they're nearly incinerated to mm-hmm. the moment that Andy gives away his toys to the little girl. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's it's like just like crying. Shane I have a stream of tears. I have many thoughts on the Toy Story franchise which we could discuss at, at a later date. It might be an entire like that's fine. Podcast. I mean we that's could have a Toy Story podcast. Last week we came up with the idea of having a Muppets Oh, podcast yeah. like a Muppet movie podcast, and I help, and I told my and I told my family I was like, so the next film series that we might have to watch is the Muppet ones because mm-hmm. we might have to rewatch all the Muppet things because I think all the Muppets are owned by Disney, right? Yeah, they are. 
So I think they're probably all on Disney. Disney Plus. Plus. That's this is a hey, hey audience, all nine of you, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Disney Plus has really made our lives a lot easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Uh, we're we are not a, a. I would love to be a sponsor of Disney Plus. I would love to oh, get yeah. some of that Disney yeah. Plus money. Yeah. Uh, if they wanted to advertise on our podcast, because I would totally say, hey, you should watch everything on Disney Plus. Totally cool. I I will say that every day. <laughs> I, I I tell it. I, this is the weird thing about Disney Plus. I tell people all the time they should watch the uh, the Jeff Goldblum documentary on there. Yeah, the one that Jeff Goldblum talks about, like Jeff Goldblum f- talks about sneakers. Sure. I've watched one episode of this. Yeah, and I feel like I've seen them all, but I recommend it to everybody I meet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair all enough. right, we did it. Yes, We're we did. So, um, so I think you know, in terms, in terms of. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, dad, so we've got dad bot of the week. Do we want to talk about like who who ruled the year? It might be Chris Farley, just because. Chris, yeah, that's this is his first breakout role. This was his first breakout role. It was certainly his greatest role. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, given everything that happened afterwards, we might say this was Chris Farley. I know, which is um, sad. And shouldn't uh, have been peak. Yeah, his sort of peak was maybe higher than a lot's, but certainly his. Uh, his nature was awful. Just watch the movie. I, I think if you've got the right kid, this could end up being watch their Tony favorite. It's, it could be their favorite movie. And it's like a good movie. I'm not yeah. kidding. I'm not kidding in any way. No. <laughs> this is to you, no, my I wife. Will, I will <laughs> say, and I, don't, and I will say this about, about me growing up as a comedy fan. Mm-hmm. I had a similar relationship to The Jerk, which came out, you know. Sure. Um, in the mid-70s. Um, I, for a long time, talked about this movie as like, you know, as the the seminal movie in my in my childhood, yeah, um, I watched this movie so many times. I'm not sure that it holds up. I haven't seen it in about ten years. Yeah, uh, he was born a poor a, a poor black child. Probably doesn't. Yeah, but uh, but it's a, kind of a similar thing. Like if you're if you've got like a twelve year old right now, mm-hmm. watch Tommy Boy. Yeah, totally. So uh, he wasn't a dad, so we can't pick Dad uh, Chris Farley as our dad bot of the week. Yeah. Do you have any ideas? Oh boy. So I have one, only one. He is a dad. Okay. Uh, it, it is a, at this point in time, he's not a dad. It is Kevin Smith. Okay. So silent Bob himself. Yeah. Got the paunch. Although nowadays he doesn't because he had a heart attack and he had to really lose that. And yeah. I think I, he was one of those that became a vegan and did all that. Yeah. Stuff. He's like, I got to do everything possible because my doctors told me I'm going to die. Um, at this time, though, quite the dad bod. Mm-hmm. Before he's a dad. Yeah, he was round. Um, my only objection to that is when, when this sort of at this time in 1995, mm-hmm. he's actually pretty young. True. He's only about nine. He's probably only about 25, 27. Something I'm like that. sorry he had a dad bod before his time. No, I am certainly not questioning it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we could maybe go with uh, Billy Crystal. Clearly looks like a dad, including uh, a, a, a he is gre- a dad. A little gremlin-y. I'm, I'm, a little gremlin-y. Yeah. Um, you know, we could go with, uh, let's see, Martin Lawrence looks like a dad. He's a, Yeah, especially in this movie. I can go with Martin Lawrence. Let's, let's pick Lar- Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. I'm, I'm Martin cool Lawrence, dad bod, you know, yeah. because I think, you know, we, we tend to go pretty white with our dad bods. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's no, no, no. That's nice. Yeah. We, everybody love, has a bias hey, I, and we have to understand that. So that, we're going Martin Lawrence, dad bot of the week. Yeah, Martin Lawrence. Uh, I loved you and Martin. 
your show. Drayton Martin. Yeah. He's actually uh, a really funny uh, stand-up comedian. And then he went crazy because of probably some substances he was taking. Oh, well, that sucks. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that's why Martin Lawrence fell off the radar. Anyhow, Martin Lawrence, Dad Bod of the Week. Yeah. So uh, rate us, subscribe to us, uh, review us, or don't. I don't. We don't care. Yeah, we but just do please, this because listen. we're doing this for the two of us. We don't do this for any other reason. Yeah, that's about it. I hope you like yeah. it. Yeah, I think. Uh, if you like us, you know, let us know. If you don't, please don't tell me. I don't really care. <laughs> Honestly, well, well, you know what? If you don't like us, let us know too. Are you sure? Because that that shows that you're listening, right? I'd, ra- I'd rather they just stop listening. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I mean, if you don't like us, you've probably already stopped listening. To be honest. That's I'm fine with that. It's okay. If you're listening, if you're listening, what's today's date, Michael? Is it the 21st? Oh, uh, it looks like the 24th, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, days so passed. 24th. Man. The, the dates don't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, so rate, subscribe, listen. Yeah, and do it again. You can do it as many times as you want. It's not gonna. Fair enough. Um, hurt us. Yeah. Or it's not gonna. Harm, uh, um, help us. Yeah, I don't care. That's cool. You know, if you hate us, go ahead and uh, you know, give us a bad review. Right. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Michael. <laughs>